0: Uh, we had some uh, nice weather to end on Sunday. Sunfest returned for another run. Continues to be one of the signature events of uh, the summer. We're getting into the the busy season here in London with uh, Sunfest on. We've uh, got uh, Ribfest still to come. Rock the Parks going on. Uh, we've got you know, something happening almost every weekend over at uh, Victoria Park, and uh, those events are you know pretty big for uh, tourism in the city which is especially important as we have all the construction uh, necessary as it may be, uh, that does uh, impact your ability to get around. So the more events we have, uh, the better just to, uh, to keep the core humming along. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Rock the Park uh, this weekend or this week uh, should be uh, should be a good one. Uh, London Mayor Josh Morgan joins us now for his uh, weekly interview. Uh, Mayor Morgan, I appreciate the time. Hey, Devin. I saw you were at uh, Sunfest on Instagram over the weekend. I mean, how many events do you go to? Uh, would you say in a week? It's you're busy.
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure I could count. Um, I, but I, I, you know what? I get to go to them with uh, with my family. My daughter came with me to uh, Sunfest, and that's always uh, always a great time to go out and do stuff together as a family. So I think there's it's a busy job, but there's lots of ways to there's lots of ways to bring uh, bring the family members along with.
0: How important are those events to, you know, the to tourism in London especially at times when we have, you know, you know construction going on that could uh, impact things?
1: Oh, I I mean Sunfest alone is incredibly important to uh to the economic development uh, and economic activity in, in our core. Uh you know, when I was talking with Alfredo about the numbers, um you know, the rain may have put a little bit of a damper on some of the numbers this year, but generally about 110,000 unique visitors. Uh, many people come back, uh, which represents, uh, you know, about 225,000 uh, visits to uh, to to Rock the, or sorry, to uh, Sunfest and, and the Corps, uh, which is people going down there, having a great time, and then, you know, perhaps going out to a restaurant and uh, supporting local businesses as well. So, you know, these events downtown, whether it's Sunfest, Rock the Park, or, or many of the other events that you'll see throughout the summer are, are a really important economic driver for our city.
0: Uh, an an important economic driver and uh, something that will hopefully be a continued success. Uh, Something I wanted to talk about as well was we are getting close to a a real uh, debate on City Council with regards to the health and homelessness plan. We've talked about this a number of times over the past couple of weeks. There was a story in the media last week about the potential cost to the long-term strategy, which is not new necessarily. These were just estimates. Um, But the closer we get to this debate at the end of the month, it seems that people are getting a bit more tense, a bit more anxious in terms of what this plan is going to be. Do we know what the cost of this strategy is going to be yet? I mean, they're just estimates right now.
1: No, we don't know the costs. And, and wherever you go in and you start to carve out an initial position when you need money from governments, you always bring in some high level estimates of the costs, uh, which is what we presented to government. But we've made no specific asks yet because those asks will be centered around specific design details and and more accurate costing of, of the actual project. You, you don't ask someone for money without telling them what they're going to get for it. And so, you know, that is the next phase in this process. As we consult with the, pro- the public on the hubs and we bring forward a hubs plan, we will have a much more defined structure of what services are in those hubs, uh, what type of infrastructure we need for them. And then we'll be able to bring forward actual cost estimates for them. And, you know, initially, yes, there are about $2.5 million of capital and $2.5 million of operating to run each and every hub. But as we work through this process, that number will get re- refined and defined more. And then we can make very specific asks of government. And the other thing I want to mention about the costs is this is not where you go to two levels of government and you say, here's a really big number. Uh, we need all this money. Um, that is the total cost of what we expect given the very, very early estimates from back in February. Uh, but there are a whole range of places where we can draw from, uh, to, to meet that need. We have millions of dollars, about 27, 28 million in just private money from both that generous family and people who've donated. We have tons of programs that we have in the housing and supportive housing space at the city that we can reallocate to support um, this sort of project. Uh, the federal and provincial governments all have existing programs we can apply into, uh, particularly on the housing side of things, where we can get supports. And of course, we've already taken action. You would have seen um, the Thompson Road project, of which uh, I'll be doing an announcement later today on, uh, as we move towards the grand opening of that. Uh, we now have 44 of the 100 supportive housing spaces we wanted to have this year. Already done, already paid for. So. You know, it's easy to add up all the costs and say it's a big number. But what's really meaningful is how do we actually break that down? What are they actually going to be? And what are people getting for the actual money that we're spending? And with that, I think we're getting tremendous value uh, for what we're getting. And I can tell you, tell you why, if you'd like, Devin. Sure. Well, look at the status quo. Um, there's tremendous costs that we're already paying. When, when you look at uh, what is happening in the city, Um, You know, EMS over a five-month period last year measured about 1,250 calls from people with no-fixed addresses. That's 10 to 11 calls a day. Uh, LPS had a 56% increase in mental health-related calls, 130,000 calls, which is a 27% increase over what they've had previously. And then, of course, at LHSC, and I know if you've ever been with your family to an emergency room like I have, there are long wait times. Well, there are sixteen hundred and forty five patients who are living on shelter who used more than sixty three hundred emergency room visits in a year, like sixty three hundred in a year. If we can provide if we can provide alternatives for people who are the highest needs in our city to go somewhere else, we free up resources in policing, we free up resources in land ambulance, We free up resources at at the emergency room and through LHSC. And we start to actually be able to provide better service to all the rest of Londoners who rely on those and who have been complaining about those wait times. So this is this is an incredible investment in both the most marginalized in our community, as well as every single Londoner who uses and depends on those services.
0: What is I mean, it's hard to. Uh, maybe have this when we don't have the full plan yet. That'll be discussed later this month, in fact, by city council. But what would you say is the level of buy-in from the public in terms of of this plan? Because it's been there's been a lot of debate in the community as of late.
1: Well, I'll be very frank. I think our, our communications on this hasn't been great. Um, when when I go to meetings, when I engage with the public, uh, there are more questions um, than than anything else and and i think most of the concerns and the anxiety people have is centered around not having the full information on exactly what we're doing exactly how it's going to work exactly where they're going to go and so what i think we need to do in the next little while is do a really serious ramp up of our engagement and our communications with the public so that they understand as we take each and every step along the process exactly what is happening and then they can contact their city council or they can engage with me And they can let us know what their feedback is. But there is a ton of confusion out there. People are associating the work we're doing with the supply depots and supplying basic food and water needs to those living in encampments with our health and homelessness plan. Completely separate. That is a very short-term measure just to make sure people aren't starving or dying of thirst along the river. Uh, Not related to our long-term permanent strategy on how we help the most marginalized in our community. So what I hear when I go out is just a lot of people asking for a lot more information. And when you go through some of these details, I think people get it. When you talk about the impacts on our emergency services and our hospitals, people get why we need to make the investment. And and the one thing that is consistent across the board is nobody, nobody is happy with the way things are. Everybody wants to see us take an action and make a change. And so if not this plan, then what? And if someone's got a great idea that they want us to consider, We're always open to hear that, right? So this is where we are today, and I think more engagement with the public, more communications is really critical.
0: We will follow with interest. Uh, Mayor Morgan, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. My pleasure. That's London Mayor uh, Josh Morgan